0: What is up, internet? Welcome to Self-Defense From All Angles, the podcast where we try to break the echo chamber around self-defense and self-protection. I'm your host, Randy King, speaker on all things proactive skills and owner and operator of 80-20 Conflict Management Strategies. This week, we have on the show... Armin Hooter. He is a German self-protection specialist and he's one of the stops on the Rand Rory tour that is happening here in September. We talk about a whole bunch of really interesting topics. Number one is the difference between self-protection and self-defense when it comes to other languages other than English and also maybe me shifting to talking more about self-protection and less about self-defense. He also talks about structure in a very classical way and we go over the benefits of structure in the physical response to violence as well of course, we talk a little bit about the tour. And one of the most fascinating parts, I think, of the conversation is our discussion on normal versus abnormal and how he doesn't think that when people come to a class that they don't need to learn about the normal side of self-defense because people already know what normal looks like. We have a little bit of a difference of opinion, but check this episode out. And don't forget, if you're looking for a speaker to talk on proactive self-protection skills or someone to come into your workplace and help train your staff on the realities of workplace violence, don't forget to get a hold of us at 8020cms.com Now let's get on to the show. What is up, Internet? It's Randy here with Armin Hutar from Germany. We have him on the show because he's one of the stops we're going to be doing on our big European tour with myself and Rory Miller. Also, Armin's been in this industry for a long time, so I, we always are trying to hear different opinions from different cultures and different people on this show because I believe that self-defense has become a little bit of an echo chamber, and everybody's kind of saying the same thing, so as many different views as we can get as possible, that is always better in my opinion. So, Armin, Welcome to the show, and uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself?
1: I'm uh, 45 years old. I live with my family in a very rural part of Germany, so it's quite nice here. I teach self-defense for about 10 years now, but I'm a long-time martial artist, and uh, where the training comes, the stuff comes together for me is not only teaching martial arts and self-defense, I'm also teaching stuff about nature. I'm uh, working for a wildlife park. And so I'm working with uh, groups of people, or students and all of that. So most stuff I do is teaching.
0: That's awesome. We always start to show off with a question. What is your definition of self-defense? Because the definition of self-defense is different pretty much everywhere. So what is your personal definition
1: of it I have two definitions mm-hmm. not for self-defense but for me there's a um, difference between self-defense and self-protection so self-defense is for me personal specific part of self-protection and so I always say I teach self-protection okay uh, where I can put everything that keeps me safe in my everyday life so All the soft skills go into that protection and that defense for me personally, it's just one part of the whole package.
0: So you, your differentiation between self-defense and self-protection is self-defense isn't necessarily self-protection and self-protection is a larger scope? Yeah.
1: In Germany, we have different terms for the legal part and the actions and all the stuff. So our definitions are a little bit different in your country. Self-defense is what you do, and it's a legal term. In Germany, we have this separated, so it's a little bit more complex here. So, uh, self-protection is a third thing that goes that makes it a big package.
0: As a trainer, you wouldn't say you teach self-defense because the differences in the legal system there. You would say you teach self-protection. That would be very like a very clear distinction
1: for me. It is because if I teach self-protection, I can teach belief not be there and hard to uh, sell this to people if they think about self-defense because defending for most people means there is an attack and then i defend myself and then i'm already too far in something that could have been prevented in the most right. cases, better to distinguish this in in the work today without protection and the other thing is in germany it's not the legal term it's not and not every form of self-defense is not so i can defend myself but i can get Legal trouble with that. Right. And some people don't get this. So if you teach self-protection, you kind of tell the people, you don't have to wait till you get attacked. You don't have to defend yourself to protect yourself.
0: Interesting. So self-defense to you is the act of it already happening. So they're already engaged in some kind of fight or situation where self-protection includes the proactive or the preemptive skills. Yeah. That's a great definition. What is something you wish people knew more about when it came to self-protection? Like what are, what are some of the areas where you feel people are lacking?
1: Everything about prevention and leaving work a lot with martial artists and people from the self-defense team of magar people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those are don't think about running away a lot. So they talk about this, but don't think about it. Don't think about doing it. So I think there is um, all this ego stuff that goes in there. I think there should be much more talk about running away, about technical apologies and stuff like that.
0: Right. You were mentioning earlier that you're teaching, you teach self-defense, you teach martial arts. We are also teaching people about like the outside world. Do you include survivalist type stuff or do you include that in your self-defense teachings or self-protection teachings rather?
1: I do this in my other stuff because I'm working in the wildlife park. We have, with that, we have a platform for doing survival stuff. We have a platform for working in nature and talking about skills you use for survival. That makes sense.
0: What So what would be like a total self-protection package to you? Like what would you, what would you show people in your courses going through it? Like what are the things you focus
1: on? I like to a lot about awareness. and. Um, Recognizing what is normal, what is not normal Doing uh, little games you can do uh, in your everyday life, like Predator Day. It's uh, one of Vori's ideas, I think. Stuff like that. Um, I like uh, doing awareness games. And um, yeah, surely I do civic uh, death defense, but I would say a maximum of 30%. So a lot of de-escalation, a lot of prevention, violence dynamics, for the most part that that's fair so let's
0: walk that out i love the i use the same saying which is you need to understand what's normal to understand what's abnormal how would you go about showing a group of people what normal supposed to look like
1: i guess most people know what normal looks like they, we would hope <laughs> they don't know what not normal looks like and but right. sometimes the trouble uh, if you know normal but nobody tells you that the other stuff isn't normal mm-hmm. so uh I guess it's easy uh, to do a little role playing and show what's not normal. And for right. me, um, this works. And people got the feeling that, yeah, no, that's not normal. They can recognize it as soon as they have seen it, but you just have to tell them to look for it. Do you
0: feel, I don't know what kind of clients you work with, do you feel you're spending more time teaching people to look for abnormal? Or are you teaching people what normal is supposed to look like because they're already living in the abnormal part of this?
1: Telling people uh, to look what's. Normal, it's normally enough, I think. Right. Okay. Um, there are some people that live in special environments, so they don't get it anymore. I think. So I think those people it's a little more work, a little more talk. But um, most normal people and normal environments don't need this, I think.
0: It seems to me normal is becoming more and more subjective as we go forward with like exploring other people's lives, right? So normal for a person growing up in a drug house would definitely be different than normal of somebody growing up in the country. So a a great example, my daughter, she has two very different lives. She lives with her mother in a small town outside of the city I live in. And then she lives with me the other half of the time in a city of a million people. So there's two very different baselines of normal in those situations how do you do you teach people about looking for baselines do you look for that kind of stuff or does that even approach like what you do
1: i don't do this so much because um well people don't stay in their environment their whole life so right uh, i hope they don't they don't but um, then people travel and move so I, i think they have to work where they get and i don't think it's too bad to have a different baseline, even a a higher baseline, is it higher or lower? Uh, Even if you're in an environment like we are here, in our rural German little village, my wife, she goes outside and she's um, not a martial artist, she doesn't do self-defense, but she's reading everything I'm writing and so she has a huge uh, theoretical background and that's almost Enough, because she goes outside and she sees something that looks unnormal even here in our environment, and she switches the mindset. Right. And she looks like, okay, that's just suspicious. And you kind of see that. She has her hands in her pocket, but she's, she sits in the pocket, and she whole, whole body language changes, and this works. Right. Maybe not necessary here. Yes, it's not necessary, but it works here and um that will work in most other environmentals unless you go to some very effective place i Let agree me. with
0: you i think like the we call them proactive skills also known as soft skills those proactive skills are they're so functionally important i work with so many different types of people and a lot of people that exist in bad areas or have gone through trauma and those preemptive, those proactive skills those soft skills as we like to call them they are the things that separate you from getting into trouble or not getting into trouble, right? Being selected as a potential victim, being chosen, all those things like just paying attention to your environment and knowing how to communicate. I think it's huge. And like you said, with your wife, taking her hands out of her pocket, that is such a clear body language sign that she is getting ready for something potentially bad to happen that if somebody did select her, they might not choose her because she is too aware. Yeah. Right? And I think that's super important you teach that.
1: You know, the problem is you don't notice if nothing happens. Right. So bad conditioning, but if you do it naturally, you don't have to care.
0: That's a good way to phrase it because we're always, I'm always talking about that. So I, I say that self-defense, we say self-defense or self-protection because your definition is really good. Self-protection is closer to safety training than it is the martial arts because in safety training, the incident isn't when a barrel falls on you, here's what to do. It's to avoid it in general, right? So the yes. goal is no incident happens and that's what you're saying right it's hard to justify right like oh you did all these things so nothing bad happened because with a martial arts mindset we have to think that oh there has i have to prove myself in some way and i think that's what martial arts does differently than a self-defense or a self-protection mindset is martial arts is when it happens look at what i did as opposed to self-defense being oh nothing happened that was the goal
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah, very, very tough to justify. So you say you teach martial arts. What martial arts do you teach?
1: I teach in a hybrid system about karate kung fu system.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: And I teach traditional Tai Chi Chuan.
0: That's awesome. So Tai Chi, I think, is one of the more made fun of arts, which I don't think it should be, but I think a lot of people do pick on it yeah. uh, because they see old people in the park. But actually, another a friend of mine in Germany as well, Marcus Lind, he does Tai Chi as well. You might know Marcus. So. Yeah, I know him. Oh, do Okay. Awesome. So yeah, he was showing me some of the stuff when I was there. My first time in Germany, Marcus was the first person that brought myself to Germany. He was showing me some Tai Chi and it's super functional. My thought on this, and then I would like to hear your take. My thought on this is all the arts that people make fun of. They think that don't function. They function very well. If you already know how to kind of do the basics. If you know how to box and wrestle and ground fight, then you can add Aikido, Tai Chi, these other things to it. And that can enhance your self-protection. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and um, for me, and the Tai Chi is um, really, really good body mechanics. I guess the best structure you can find for me in any other system, uh, in, in any system, I don't know another system where you have such good structure as in Tai Chi. So there uh, are stuff you can... I do it the other way around. Uh, can they, If you have good basics in another style, you can add your Tai Chi, but I do it the other way around. If I um, can use... Uh, Basics, the body mechanics, the structure from my Tai Chi or my other styles to improve these.
0: You say Tai Chi is, you're doing Tai Chi as a base. That's where you're going to, you're going to load all your stuff onto the base of Tai Chi as opposed to loading Tai Chi on top of an existing base.
1: Yeah, because um, I couldn't fight with my Tai Chi even if my life would depend on it. But I I can use the stuff from my Tai Chi to make my other stuff better, to get a better Power generation to get a better stance and whatever. Better movement.
0: That's super cool. Like, this is the cool thing about being a martial arts guy and being a very outspoken martial arts guy as I am, is that getting humbled when you go somewhere like, oh, that doesn't work, and then they make it work really well. and You're like, oh, I should maybe shut up and learn. You mentioned structure. The point of this show, this is like a, like, base-level intro to self-defense and violence. Can you explain to the listeners what structure is and why people should be seeking it?
1: My teacher always said it's like the body is like a house and if you want to stand and be strong you like in a house you have a shell on the outside Yep. You have the stone on the inside and we have uh, meat and flesh on the outside and bones in the inside and he always said it's like a house you can't hold uh, the house up with the shell outside you have to hold it up with the bones uh, with the stones right and the body, body is the same thing it can't I hold my body just with uh, muscles, so I have to align my structure, my bones. I have to use my bones to stand and to be strong. So that's a short version of why to use structure. Use your bones and not your muscles to hold yourself up.
0: That's It's interesting because structure is... I would argue subtly in almost everything, but it's really explored in Chinese and Japanese arts. So my biggest base is uh, Filipino martial arts, and while we don't talk about structure, it's kind of implied, right, through transfer, etc. And I think it's a lost aspect for a lot of people. Like if you have good structure, everything else works better. I remember working with a karate guy. He did um, Kyokushin. And he hit so hard. I, I and I've been tie boxing, and I'm not a small fella. I can hit pretty hard. Uh, I've been doing it my whole life. And he hit me once so hard, like I almost it felt like I was gonna poop out my skeleton. Like it was such a hard hit that I didn't know what to deal with, and I couldn't understand what the difference was. And the difference was structure. He just knew how to root. He knew how to throw. He knew how to line everything up so there was almost no bleed of power coming out of his technique how important is that do you think in a self-defense
1: situation i guess not so much sure because um like i said before running away i don't need much structure right um but if you want to hit and you want to hit hard it depends so if i'm a woman and i'm picked by mugger mm-hmm. i guess as long as i have to fight it might be enough to fight without, without hitting hard so Just to show i'm not the easy victim but if a guy like okay i'm not on the victim list for most bad guys right so if i'm in a self-defense situation i guess i have to hit hard right that's my my baseline okay if i'm in a self-defense situation i have to hit hard if i have to defend myself not someone else right so for me i think a good structure is important that's what i need to hit hard. i'm i'm a the thin guy, uh, not broad big muscles, so I have to have good structure because I don't have much muscle power. Right. And um, for so self-defense is, I think it's important but, but because most people really need it more like me than am um, not so strong. And uh, big strong guys don't have self defense situations in most times they have fighting situations. So people who need self defense uh, most times people who make the fraction.
0: If I understand what you're saying, and I think I do, you're very clear. Your English is awesome. Is structure can help level the playing field with that exercise and strength that somebody's going to be using against you in a self defense
1: situation. Yeah. That's what I I have to do in my martial arts training and right. uh, not in my Tai Chi class in the other class mm-hmm. because I wouldn't say I'm old, but I'm not in my twenties my anymore. So If I fight with um, young, strong guys, I have to have better bottom mechanics. And if I don't have this, it's not ending well for me. So that's what's happening in my training. Playing with the guys, and uh, they are strong, they are fast, they're young. And I have to use technique. And then they say, How did you do that? Okay, I'll do this um, from now on. And the next time I have to invent something new, uh, now it's sure. I want them to get better, but um, showing them the, the tricks from the, from the old man when you're young—that's cool. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And like we're all, we're all in that path of getting slower and weaker, right? Well, you don't have to do it, but it's it's just part of it, right? We lose testosterone; it's all things that happen. When we get older, so uh, knowing structure and knowing those, like you said, those old man tricks, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes for the audio. Doing the old man tricks are going to be beneficial because it can keep you in the game much longer right? It can keep you smart and you burn less energy. I always make fun of this. There's like uh there's this host of like 60 year old boxing coaches that keep just tuning up 18 year old kids. And these kids are like, why? And the old guy's are like, cause I know when to use energy and when not to use energy, right? And if you box, if you do Western boxing enough, eventually in my experience, your boxing coach starts sounding like a Tai Chi teacher. But like, you gotta root this back leg. You gotta put your weight here. And when I was in Germany doing Tai Chi, which is that's where I've done it. The Tai Chi coach was saying the same things my boxing coach was saying here in a different way through a different method but movement is movement is movement and good tactics are going to be good tactics across the board so i'm paraphrasing what you're saying but structure helps you with the longevity of your physical protection yeah and i think people do need to pay a lot more attention to it like i said it was a kind of a foreign concept to me because all the people I hang out with their japanese martial artists now it's like the whole crew all of a sudden so they're like all about structure and this and that and and i think it does make a huge difference going forward then before we talk about the tour you've been doing this for a while what kind of clients or what kind of people do you find mostly gravitate towards your teaching like are you getting a lot of young men it sounds like are you getting women are you who do you work best with
1: okay this, this depends because in my martial labs sure classes i'm not a family guy right i have couples uh, couples with kids families sure. or, or, or pairs. um and my self-defense classes um since I told you I'm living in rural Germany, I don't get lots Defense classes here right. because I won't get any clients here. Nobody here thinks you need this. So what I do and teach in lots of friends is I teach self-defense instructors to be better instructors. So what I get is self-defense instructors that think they need more theoretical background. Right. And that's my client.
0: That makes sense. That kind of leads us to the next part of this is you are bringing myself and Rory Miller to Germany for one of the stops on our tour. So yeah. Thank you, by the way. That's awesome. I greatly appreciate it. I've always, like I said, we were saying before the show, maybe I said it on the show. I forget. It's all blends to me, but I haven't met you in person. I've heard lots of great things about you. I know you've hosted Rory multiple times. Like you're his guy in Germany when it comes to this. So what made you bring Rory out the first time? What was the, like, why did you decide to do that?
1: Well, my arts upstring came to a point where I was not happy. And it was not satisfying, so I wanted something about defense. I found of on violence. I asked for my wife to buy it for me as a Christmas present and I bought it. And, and I read it and it was so fantastic. It was like, this is what I, I always was looking for. And I said I, I have to train with this guy. And in this year, my wife was pregnant and couldn't afford to travel to the United States so i thought okay what do i do okay I, I write an email to this guy and ask him if he's come to germany sure uh, well he's like that yeah. and he obviously Asking. came you have
0: a good relationship with him now
1: yeah i hope so
0: it's awesome he's he's one of the, he's definitely like one of the best out there i'm very happy he's he works with me as much as he does it's so great and that same way i got uh, in touch with him too Pretty much same thing, right? Red Meditation on Violence. Oh my God, this is what I should be teaching. This is way better than what I was doing. This mirrors the, my life in as a force professional, as a bouncer, way more than martial arts training did. So I wanted to get a hold of this guy. I went down to Minneapolis and we you know went from there.
1: You're coming to Drixla? Yep. so is a small town, medieval town. You could make holiday here if you wouldn't have to work. So nice place if somebody wants to come here and bring a family. They'll have a nice time here. Uh, really beautiful Uh, and we're uh, in the center of Germany, very much in the middle. Only trouble is we don't have so much roads going here. So Marcus Jutta chica said, "Uh, why are you on the ass of the world there? He said, no, we ain't. We're in the (laughs) middle of Germany. And he said, yeah, but not so useful if there's no roads going there. But there are roads going here, so there are some autobahns that lead near us. Um, Like I said, really beautiful. Everybody that wants to join from Western Europe Netherlands, France, Belgium, of all. They're welcome. we are the closest closest they can get.
0: That's awesome. I I don't know how Markus can speak, he's in Goomersbach, which is not like a metropolis by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so we're coming out there. We are doing, what are we doing for your stop? I think we're doing the Dirty Dirty Weekend. Yes. And then we're also doing, all right, so we're doing boundary setting for the Friday night. And then we're doing the Dirty Dirty, the, the seminar, right? So this is super cool, everybody listening. The Dirty Dirty seminar is the most martial artsy myself and Rory get. So boundary setting, you've probably taken my course if you're listening to my podcast, or if you haven't, grab it, discount codes exist. We're talking about boundary setting for short-term, which is in the self-defense space, not long-term, which is the second half of the course. We do have the Friday night, and then we're doing Dirty Dirty, which is my dirty boxing curriculum because i'm a striker combined with rory's dirty judo now the really cool thing about this if you're in the area is this is the second time we're doing this so we did this last year in the u.s and we really refined the program to the point where we were super excited to bring this to uh, everybody else so the european tour is getting the polished version of this seminar not the one that we did in the u.s that was uh not let's say not polished it wasn't quite a hundred percent where we wanted it the dates were there
1: 10th and 11th of september
0: you are our first stop 9th 10th 11th the friday for the boundaries 10th 11th and do you have a space there like a school or are you just renting a spot
1: um we'll have a school hall
0: perfect That's awesome. I'm really excited to come. I've never been there before. You have a Facebook group and events. I'm going to put it here in the show notes so people can click. So if you're, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, if you're on YouTube in the show notes, we're going to have a direct line for you to sign up because we'd like this to be super successful. Obviously we're, he's bringing in two, one like superly well-known guy and then myself, but we're not this isn't free, this is our job. So we really wanna make sure the host is making as much as possible as well. So if you're in the area, come. It'd be awesome to see you and meet you. Some people in Germany, because uh, again, Fritzlar, right? People like, what, Where, why would I go there? Like, you're gonna go there for us. We're the destination. Armin's great, come check it out. It'll be good and fun. And uh, I'm really excited to see everybody. This will be my third time teaching in Germany. Always interesting experience. It's gonna be great. So like you said, Armin, you're super central. So people can come from pretty much everywhere to come train, Netherlands, for example, like. You you mentioned, we don't have a stop there. So, in the Netherlands, this might be the closest stop to you. All right, everyone, we're going to end the podcast here. We're going to let Armin promote his stuff, of course. And then we're going to go to the one up story that's only on Patreon, patreon.com. So randy King Live. The one up story is the story you tell at the table to be the coolest person at the table. Pretty much, what's your best story? All of that and every other podcast that I've ever done exists on that $5 level. So, if you want to hear old Talking to Savages, if you want to hear Devil's Advocate podcast, they all exist there with extra content, Armin's going to tell us a story there. And again, we're doing a European tour. Armin is one of the stops We're doing like 12 different stops in five, maybe six different countries. So come check us out. If you're in the area, Armin stop, especially get there. Come see Fritzlar. It's apparently beautiful. We'll go there Armin. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you?
1: Yes. If I tell this in English, sure. to find what can be right? This is not enough. Right. Like that should training. Minus I don't
0: know what that means, but I do have it linked in the show. So it's already there if you want to get to it. Can you say it one
1: more time for us? z should training minus
0: is there, a, is there a loose English translation for that?
1: The translation is self-protection training hutter. Awesome. That's so self-protection training in my name
0: direct and to the point i love it that's a great name uh so check it out obviously give them a follow instagram all that stuff if you follow me you should be following all these super cool people remember the point of me and my show is there's lots of different views on this stuff We need more people talking about it. Go watch, go listen, go follow. Armin mentioned he's writing stuff. I don't know if that's public, but check out everything. Learn as much as you can on this. Create your own thought process. All right, that's it for the show, Armin. Thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. We are jumping over to Patreon. We'll see everybody there.